Welcome to the Grace Church Conversations podcast, a weekly resource to help you apply Sunday to Monday. I'm Jared. And I'm Craig. Craig, how are you doing, sir? Doing great. That's really good. Your beard is just, it's its there and it's wonderful. And I'm really, uh, I'm really impressed by it. Are as, you? As the days go on. Yeah, it's, it's really good. You so. know what? Uh, I'm, I'm, you're easily impressed. Well, you know, I, I don't think so, but... Anyways, what well, we've thank got a special. You. By the way, thank you. That, that meant you're a lot. welcome. You know, honestly, I was setting you up to hopefully respond because I've you been having. Yours, though. You're, yeah, you're, I know. You're, I've been feeling insecure about my beard. I was hoping you'd reply. With no, like I like a, it. It's compliment. nice. Do you yeah. really? Yeah, I really do. Oh, thanks, yeah. man. That's yeah, really, yeah. it's really kind. <laughs> All right. Well, we've got a guest. Uh, we've got Aaron Paul here with us. Aaron Paul. Hey, What's up, man? How are you? Doing very well. Thanks thank, for having me here. AP. Thank you for being He's here. He's here. I love Aaron Paul. and uh, <laughs> Thank you. Uh, we're doing this on Sunday night. So Aaron just spoke this morning. Uh, great job, Aaron. Thank you. It was wonderful to have you speak. And uh, this is a Sunday, the Sunday after Christmas. The, it's a tough Sunday uh, because everybody wants a little time off, you know. And um, the Cowboys rested some starters today. We rested some starters. And you started and did fantastic. Um, I just thought it was a great sermon, Aaron. And what I really appreciate about it uh, was the attitude behind it. I mean, you basically Aaron was giving the pastors a break. I don't know if you knew that, Jared. I mean, we wanted him to speak for sure because he's spoken at non-Christmas times yeah, before. Yeah. But uh, but we took some time off and wondered if any, you know, he, not anybody, we didn't do a poll, but we asked him directly. And so thank you for spending your Christmas vacation preparing a sermon. And uh, I just thought it was great. It was clear. And yes. what I really appreciated about it is I felt like you just opened up the text and let it breathe. Yeah. And uh, that was the power, the power. I mean, you, you had good illustrations and, um, you know, uh, good points, but it was just the clarity of opening the text and telling us what it meant then, what it means now yeah. and how we apply it. So it was really a good, uh, I mean, it was a well, it was a good message with, it had, conv- it was convicting and uh, clear. So great job, man. I was thank really you. proud of you. I was on the front row cheering you on and, and God was speaking to me through that message for sure. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I, well, Craig told me, was it two weeks ago on our last podcast, you mentioned that you would be uh, preaching and I just, I really wanted to make one of those signs that you hold up at like a, <laughs> yes. a, a, a sports thing. And I'm glad you I don't did. Know, maybe yeah. it'd be like your face and like, I don't know, I'd have to come up with a cool little phrase or something yeah. just to <laughs> spur you on. So would have been no, great. It excellent. It was excellent. So Thanks for that. And uh, thanks for agreeing to be with us here mm-hmm. on the podcast. Really excited to have you. Um, as a reminder to you guys, uh, you can text in uh, questions related to the sermon during uh, service or uh, in, you know, right after uh, to the number is 469-573-2920. And uh, we try to address those here on the podcast. And uh, so looking forward to getting more questions from you guys in the future. Well, let's just dive in. Uh, Aaron, really appreciate your sermon, as we were just now saying. And uh, you, were, you were preaching on Matthew 543 uh, through 48, just where Jesus in his Sermon on the Mount is talking about how we love our neighbor, how we treat our neighbor. Uh, and you made the point of, of, of the fact that Jesus really challenges his audience of just saying like, hey, like, you know, you guys are in the habit of doing just what the Gentiles do, what the tax collectors do. They are really good at loving those who already love them. But the really challenging thing that we find in scripture and, and that Jesus is pointing to is that we're not just called to love those that are easy to love, but we're called to love even our, our enemies. And you gave a really good example of that in that you were praying for, you know, a work competitor, someone who is competing for, mm. um, for sales in your area of sales. And, and that could be a really challenging thing. And I just thought it'd be really helpful if we could just kind of 
have a practical conversation here on what it looks like in our daily lives to love our enemies. So yeah, yeah I just, I just thought that'd be cool. So absolutely. Yeah. I, you know, I'm a little bit uh, offended as a, uh, a listener to the podcast that I haven't been asked an awkward question to start, but uh, that's a good point. why don't we you have, have a beard? That's good. That's yeah, true. Wh- where's your beard? Uh, I, it's on my chest. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sorry. And my bad. That was a great response. And, uh, that was <laughs> really yeah. unexpected. Yeah. There you really. go. All right. Well, here I'll ask you the question that that Craig and Diane a few episodes back just didn't want to answer. Okay. Here's this: If you had to live as an animal of any kind oh for my. a day, what animal would you live as? Okay. Live as an animal. Yeah. You have to like you, live, you live in a the day in the life. Natural habitat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't just like wake up in your bed and all of a sudden you're like a, a hamster or something. Yeah. <laughs> and you got you got You wake up and it's yeah. the next twenty four hours you are okay. in that habitat and you are that animal. What is okay. the natural habitat of a hamster? I don't know. Guinea pigs are from Peru. They eat them there. I've eaten one there. Uh, You've eaten a guinea pig. Yeah, really? for sure. But guinea pigs are kinda like hamsters, right? Or are they completely Yeah, they're bigger. But yeah. yeah. Do you think hamsters still, are, are in they Peru part too? are they rodents? Yeah, I think Mars- so. is it marsupials or I don't yeah, know. You get over You've my eaten head. a guinea pig. I have. They're oh, really good. Man. Oh, I have I had it. It was like pig. on a skewer. It was really nice. <laughs> Did it look like a guinea pig with no skin or no hair? But it was like mm, yeah, on a stick? it yeah. Okay. It, wow. it didn't have a head anymore. Was there a, was, a little girl in the room crying, <laughs> saying, "Has anybody seen Fluffy?" No, it was. A, it was. There's <laughs> an empty wheel. Just I don't standing. remember that. <laughs> it was an empty wheel and a crying young girl. I don't, I don't remember that part, but it's possible. Okay. Okay. <laughs> wow. Awesome. Uh, yeah. So I mean, I, I had some time to think about it here in this uh, minute that you gave me. I think uh, I'm just gonna go with tiger. Because, Dude, there's no challenge oh. there. Yeah, Who's going to fight a tiger? I Lion. think that's why. I just beat. Nice. That's easy. Yeah. I, you took the easy way out. I thought you'd say, like, I would live as a uh, <laughs> middle of the, uh, of the uh, you know, f- food, food pyramid chain, yeah. uh, <laughs> monkey. Okay. One that will, you know, I'm going to I'm gonna jump around on some branches and stuff, but, you know, the well, tiger. Over my, yeah, my the tiger or the leopard or whatever could yeah. be right behind me. Yep. You know, keep you on your toes for that 24 hours. Although yep. we did stipulate that if you die as an animal in exactly. that 24 hours, oh. then you're dead. Yeah. Wow. In real life. Yeah, I don't know. That'd be interesting. That. Yeah. This could go on for hours. So That's maybe why I picked tiger. All right, tiger. That's tiger. <laughs> there you go. All right. So how do you love your enemy? Uh, as a tiger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, I think in the same way. No, I'm just oh, kidding. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do we want me to answer? No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So the question just with loving our enemies without the tiger. <laughs> um, I think it's difficult because I think <clears throat> we, you know, we look at this passage and I think, first of all, we look at it and we, we see enemies and that word stands out to us as I think it was supposed to. Jesus mm-hmm. was was trying to get their attention and say, you know, hey, you say love your neighbor and hate your enemy. I say love your enemies. I don't think he's just saying what's so important for you to love your enemies as he is, like I said on, on Sunday, which is today. As I said today, it was, uh, you know, that he really, his focus is that we love everybody. Because um, right. I think we can get hung up on that. Some yeah. people will say, well, I don't have any enemies, so right. I'm, I'm good. But there's people that they wouldn't categorize as enemy that they're mm. still not really loving mm. the way yeah, that they're yeah. supposed to love. So true. Um, so I think that's something that I would, I would want to say just in case somebody yeah. thought, well, I don't have any enemies. So no, that's I'm a really good. good point because you probably, I, I could imagine even myself getting hung up on that category that's presented there by Jesus of like, you know, love your enemies, but don't love, you know, you know, I wouldn't be concerned so much with, uh, you know, loving all the other people who aren't necessarily my friends, but definitely aren't my enemies. Yeah. You know, what about the, the, 
you know, the grocery bagger at the mm-hmm. grocery store. Am I called to love that person? They're not my enemy, but they're not really a close friend. Mm-hmm. So I think it's really good clarification, Aaron. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah. Or even in the story of the Good Samaritan, <clears throat> you think uh, that may not have been a, that wasn't a, you know, it wouldn't have been a personal enemy, but it's someone uh, in essence, that's of a different tribe that I'm not supposed to like, uh, that we're yeah. not supposed to be friends. Here's someone of a tribe that w- we, uh, you know, uh, thinks differently right? and uh, as opposed to us, our group. And so there's, th- there can be this group think kind of tribal because I belong to this group, then, you know, uh, I should probably view that person mm-hmm. over there in essence as an enemy, maybe not that individual, but the, the the tribe they're a part of, not unlike the football um, illustration that you gave, you know, except in like real life stuff that matters, you know, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. different political point of view. You said this, different religion, yeah, that's good. different religion, different ethnicity, where there's supposed to be animosity. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's easy to buy into that, especially in today, because our culture is so polarized, at least in the U.S. right now, it seems very polarized and uh, people are very, uh, very aware of um you know, who offends me and, and this sort of thing. So I, I think as, as the church, we have to demonstrate love and be different. Yeah, yeah that's really good. And I, I think that really ties in with kind of a point you were making, Aaron, and it's like, you know, Jesus wasn't just talking to these completely irreligious people who hadn't been going to church. These were very religious mm-hmm. uh, Jewish people who, you know, they were following the law. They were they were making their sacrifices, doing their prayers, all that kind of thing. And he's saying like, hey, you're right now in this area, you're no better than the tax collector, <laughs> the person that's most hated or w- one of the most hated right. indiv- type yeah. of individuals in this culture. You're not any better than them because mm-hmm. they also find it easy to love the people that love them, yeah. that they get along with. Um, and uh, to your point, Craig, I just think like we don't think in categories of maybe, you know, like political or cultural enemies of, you know, I get on Facebook or Twitter or whatever, and it's easy to just click, you know, you know, I like that, that that's something I agree with, but then maybe a different, uh, a diff- you know, maybe I'm a Republican and someone else is a Democrat or I'm a Democrat and someone else right. is a Republican. They say something I disagree with and how easy it is in my own heart to just judge that person to yep. just say, Oh, they're my enemy. What an idiot. I can't believe they believe that. Yeah, you know, it's exactly. so easy to slip into those mm-hmm. patterns of, of thought that are really, I mean, reflective of, of what Jesus was saying earlier of like, you know, we're hating that person in our yeah. heart. We're, mm-hmm. we're, really wishing them harm, uh, in our heart when we, when we take attitudes like that. So I think that's a really good, um, to further expand that, that category for us of, of just cultural enemies, because we don't think in terms of who's my enemy today, you know, Mm -hmm. we're not at war or anything like that, but I I think that's really helpful. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Mm -hmm. You know, what I find interesting too, is when you look at what Jesus says, if you look at the order of, of the things that he says, you know, first thing he says, it's uh, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute yeah. you. Mm-hmm. And so I think prayer obviously is a, a really good application of this. But I love that prayer comes first because he doesn't just leave it there. Even when you look at the story of the Good Samaritan, it doesn't say, you know, a priest walked by, the Levite walked by, and then a, a Samaritan came and knelt down and prayed with him right. and then left. Like. He, he picks him up, puts him on his own donkey, takes him to the inn, mm-hmm. gives him two days wages to take care of him and says, hey, if there's any more when I come back, I'll pay it. Yeah. And so I think what's interesting is we start with prayer, but we don't just end with praying for yeah. enemies. It actually goes into action where we're, we're actually acting upon um, that and loving those people with action, yeah. you know, yeah. like, uh, making love a verb. Mm. Yeah, that's good. Not just yeah. a feeling.
Yeah, that's really, really good. So uh, after church, Sarah and I were talking about, you know, uh, you brought up the whole like uh, the idea of someone who's rooting for a different team uh, and and them, you know, mocking you or Mm -hmm. or or, you know, you know, talking talking garbage to you about your team in the supermarket or whatever. And then you leave and you see them broken down on the side of the road. Are you going to stop or are you just going to roll down your window, heckle them (laughs) and drive off? And, uh, you know, I'm from Cleveland, so. The Cavs have in years past been near and dear to my heart and this year they're kind of embarrassing, but uh, anyways, uh, so we were like, you know, it's kind of that thing if, you know, if we saw Steph Curry from the Warriors, like broken down on the side of the road, I'd be tempted to just be like, Hey man, you have like, I can do all things through Christ on your shoes. So guess you don't need my help. You can just do all things through Christ. So fix your car. <laughs> see ya. Bye. Oh <laughs> I just isolated myself from so many people. Oh my. Uh, so it's definitely, uh, it sparked conversation in my car ride home. Yeah, so there you go. well, you know, what's interesting that? too about that is, you know, we get so much pride, uh, from, mm-hmm. from the team that we root for. And generally it's the team, like you said, where you grew up at mm-hmm. the city that you grew up in. We yeah. get mad at people who have teams that aren't where they grew up. Like right. you're a Cowboys fan, but you grew up in San Diego. Right. What's going on with that? Right, right. Oh, well, yeah. you're, you're a fair weather fan. You should right. be a chargers fan. Well, Bandwagon. They're, they're not yeah. chargers anymore. <laughs> uh, and so, uh, but what's so interesting is like we don't have any control of where we were born. So right. how can we have this much pride over who our team is? You yep. know, it's like just actually the people who pick the team are probably the ones that should be uh, praised because they, they go around and they decide which team they want. You, you were born into the you know team that you're rooting for yeah, otherwise. That's true. So. Well, it's in your blood. There you go. Yeah, blood, there you go. So. Cool. Do you guys have anything else you want to add to this? Yeah. One thing I was thinking, you know, uh, Craig gave an example a couple mm-hmm. weeks about, ago about uh, Martin Luther King Jr., uh, and there was an interesting story I read where, um, you know, after multiple assassination attempts, even from, um, you know, people within his his party, um, he had some people that would, uh, he had multiple times where there would be like a cross on fire in his yard. He'd wake up in the morning mm. to a burning cross in his yard and some, you know, hate speech uh, uh, written down and stuff. And what, what they say in the history of uh, Martin Luther King is he would he would go and he would as he was removing, you know, the cross after putting out the fire, obviously, but as he was removing the stuff from his front yard, uh, front yard, he would pray for those people who had that's powerful. put wow. the cross there. And so you just think about that. I mean, that's a, a great application of this passage. Exactly that praying for those who yeah. persecute you. So yeah, that's, that's really powerful. Good. Yeah. And I don't think when Jesus says pray for those who persecute you, he's thinking, uh, pray prayers like, uh, you know, prayers that are supposed to sound spiritual, but are really negative. Like we're praying in anger or anything like that. That's the, that's the interesting thing about it is like, I just think it's such a, uh, a, a humbling thing to say that I'm, I'm going to pray for the well being. God, I'm asking you to bless this person who right. has, who has wanted to cause harm or who has actually caused harm to me. Mm-hmm. That's crazy humility. Um, and I, I definitely fail in that area plenty of times. Uh, much less even thinking about, you know, the fact that, that, you know, I'm called to, to bless this person, to pray prayers of blessing, mm-hmm. um, and pray for this person who's persecuting me. I don't, so many times I don't even think about that. It mm-hmm. doesn't even occur to me because I'm so in the habit of probably the, you know, the same habit that Jesus's audience was in of, you know, my knee jerk reaction is to respond in kind, to respond, uh, with anger or hatred or, so this is very convicting uh, for even me. So thank you for, uh, for you know, talking through this topic with us. Yeah, I, I think uh, absolutely, Aaron. Um, I, I think as well, 
Jesus doesn't speak corporately necessarily here, but I, I think he's talking to us about our individual Christian ethic as disciples. But I think this is powerful as a church as well when uh, when we can be people who, um, if we receive any kind of uh, you know pushback in any way, where we are loving others and seeking to. I think about the enemy thing. I mean, hopefully we're not out actively creating enemies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, people will stand. You know, we should expect that. We should expect yeah. that people will resist the message of the gospel in certain parts of. Um, the ethic of Christianity, but but hopefully we are communicating in a loving way, and and hopefully one of the things that's helpful uh, for me to think about this is to think of you know it, it could be toning down enemy from uh, someone who's actively persecuting you, but thinking of someone who thinks differently. You talked about that, Aaron. Think of someone who thinks differently, lives differently, believes differently. Um, and how powerful it can be for a group of people to say, you know what, we're going to seek to be bridge builders mm. through love, and we're not looking to build walls. The message of the gospel, that's a wall. If you, I mean, there's a sense in which we're not going to compromise on Jesus, is the, ex- the exclusivity of Christ is the only way, uh, his death and resurrection is the only way to God. We're not going to give that up. We're not going to compromise that. So that might be a wall to someone. In other words, someone may say, man, I'm... I'm not, I can't believe that. But we want to get that message to them, building a bridge of love. And so I just think as a people, I think the Lord wants to stretch us uh, to be people who are befriending and relating to people um, who are uh, who think differently and believe differently. And some, those are some of the most stimulating experiences I have, to sit yeah. down, to be with someone who's really coming from a different place, to ask questions, to yeah. love them, to learn from them. Um, and to take an interest in them. I wish I did it more. I wish I did it better. But um, but those are some of the most powerful moments for us. And so as a church, we want to be that kind of people that are crossing whatever um, expected barriers there would be. So we want to be people who are reaching out and befriending mm-hmm. folks of other faiths, um, folks who are a different um, ethnicity than we are, and we have different ethnicities in our church. That means for everybody to reach out to folks different than them. Yeah. And we've said it before, socioeconomic, political, mm-hmm. uh, gender, depends on what, I mean, there's all kinds of uh, c- c- categories, but... Um, uh, folks who are different, you know, in your in your workplace, people who are at a different place in the org chart than you are. So, yeah. uh, especially that's to if you carry a position of power, if mm-hmm. you're higher up in the org chart, to befriend uh, those who are uh, who you may be supervising or who maybe are a couple levels below where you are, um, or people you're working for, or whatever it would be. I, I just think if this is, I think this, it's helpful to think the categories you talked about and, and, and broaden it some, yeah. um, which good. you did in the sermon. I'm, I'm just kind of bringing up something you said, which is how can I actively pursue and express the love of Christ to those who act, believe, think, <clears throat> live differently than I do, and yeah. um, rather than, you know, you know, rather than avoid them. Yeah. Well, that's a really good question, I think. And especially as we're heading into a new year, into 2019, I think this is the time of the year that, you know, we're, we've been given a gift of a new year of thinking of, you know, I have a, I have a new, uh, a whole new year coming up and we're kind of in the habit of making resolutions and stuff, but as, you know, as Christians, as believers, um, and I mean, personally, this is a time where I think like, man, what are some things that God is calling me to do in this new year? Um, I think this is one area that maybe God is calling us to grow in. I mean, I believe it. Um, and, and you just kind of ask that question of like, you know, 
you know, what are the ways that we can do this? And I just wonder if you guys have any specific ideas for maybe, maybe there's people in our church, maybe even for us, you know, we struggle to do this or not in the habit of doing this, or even we, we try and do it, but we fail. You know, what are some steps that we can take or maybe some first steps for some of us who just aren't in the mode of thinking this way? Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, you know, steps we can take to get us going this direction uh, for the new year. Yeah, well, I think, I mean, I think I said it uh, today, but I think it starts with thinking about, and I, I recommend, you know, Craig, uh, you're the one that, you know, kind of told me about this too, um, but just recommend thinking of one person. So trying to think of, one specific person that you struggle uh, to love. So getting that one person in mind, um, whether it's, I talked to somebody today and it was their boss. There's some, they were mm. like, oh man, I really, my boss, I really struggle to to love my boss. So I think it starts mm. with finding that person because we can, we can prepare and think about how do we love people, but if we don't have a person in mind, I think we're not going to be ready because that what, who that person is determines the way that we're going to love yeah, that person. Yeah, that's good. Because... If love is seeking to meet the needs of the person that we're seeking to show love to, then who that person is is going to determine what we're going to do to yeah. love that person. So if that person doesn't know Christ, then I'm probably going to be you know, in a loving, in a winsome, in a, in a patient, humble way trying to share the gospel with them as opposed to, you know, this person needs water. Like, right, yeah, I right. want to share the gospel with them, but I'm going to, yeah, yeah. I need to get them some water. Right, yeah, uh, yeah. So yeah, depending on who that person is, I think that's where I would start is wh- who are the people in your life? Who's a person? Start with one. Who's a person that you really struggle to love? Who's a person that you really find difficult um, mm. to love? And I, Craig, just what you were saying too, brought up a memory that I had of uh, college. I remember several years ago, in InterVarsity Christian Fellowship, they were talking about this revival that was happening over in Israel and you've got the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. Right. And there were um, Israelis and Palestinians who were becoming Christians and were in church together. And wow. so Powerful. people in that area were like, what's going on with these guys? Like, they're not yep. hating each other. They're wow. loving each other. They're meeting together. And so it started to spread like wildfire. The gospel started to spread um, because of that love of enemies. Um, mm. I didn't share that example today, but yeah, that's, that's one good. that still that's sticks with example. me as a powerful example. So. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, I think that's really good. That's a great answer. I don't have anything to add to that. I think that's excellent, Aaron. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's a good start for all of us. I mean, to continue to grow in this, um, of just identifying that person. Like you said that, you know, we're, we're struggling with probably at the moment, there's probably one person that stands out from the rest, maybe, you know, so that's a good place to start for all of us. So really good. Well, uh, speaking of starting, uh, into a new year, uh, you know, as a church, we're going to be doing the, through the Bible, right. uh, in 2019. And, uh, you mentioned, uh, something interesting today. Okay. Uh, and I would love to hear your, uh, you expound on that a little bit of the Lifeway study. Yeah, th- this is a little bit. I just I just saw this yesterday, so I haven't researched it. I don't think you're supposed to hop on a podcast and speak of things you don't know much about. <laughs> What's but, the thing but that's you know way, least yeah, about? Yeah, we'll talk, talk about, about that. that. <laughs> yeah, well, we we do that weekly. Uh, I don't know much about tigers. Yeah, we we weekly just uh, share uh, <laughs> share things we know little about. Uh, so. What I saw someone, I watched a, a talk somebody gave, and they were re- referring to this LifeWay study. Uh, and it was, uh, they were, you know, sort of describing it as the most thorough um, study, maybe on discipleship and uh, following Christ that's been conducted. So it was, it was done over 10 years. And I don't mm-hmm. know all the metrics they use to measure people's spiritual growth. 
However, uh, the overall point after 10 years is what you could have guessed. We probably could have saved them a lot of time and money, but, uh, <laughs> but no, it validated who knew, who knew what it would show, but it validated what we might suspect. And that was that the single um, greatest uh, contributor to spiritual go- growth in someone's life over the long term was engaging the scripture. Mm-hmm. And by engaging, they don't mean occasionally reading, but they mean, you know, on a regular basis reading and then at some level seeking to respond to it. Yeah. That, that's engagement, hearer and a doer at some level. And uh, they were making the point that um, their research showed that about 55%, so more than half, slightly more than half of uh, evangelical Christians um, or those in their study, um, uh, really didn't have much engagement with the Bible at all outside oh. of Sundays. And um, so they were just saying how, you know, we're really, they were wanting to increase Bible engagement as the first step of increasing discipleship. So in other words, of saying how, you know, for most people to say, how could I grow this year in the Lord? For most people, the, the first domino is going to be in growing in engagement of the scripture. Now, and, and by that, I mean r- responding to it. So if you say, well, I already read the Bible five times a day, but I, don't, I mean five times a week, but I don't do anything it says, well, that, then you're not engaging. <laughs> so some kind of engaging where you can read it and seek to repent, pray, um, you know, seek to apply it. Yeah. So yeah. that would be the number one thing for most people. And um, I think that'd be true in our church. I have no idea what the stat is in our church, but for us, we sat around last, um, it would have been last February, the pastors, I can remember where we were sitting, we were in Babe's, mm. we are in Babe's Chicken Restaurant. And, uh, and, <laughs> uh, and, uh, and Rob was leading the hokey pokey. Uh, no, he wasn't doing the hokey pokey. With the chicken hat, right? Yeah, with yeah. the chicken hat. He was doing that. Man, how I wish that was true. Yeah, yeah, really. really. Uh, so, no, but we were saying, hey, we were all sharing where we want, where we thought over the next year, meaning September to August, the church year. We had all prayed and we're coming and sharing, what do you think uh, we should focus on in the next year? And basically everybody had come with the same thing, engaging the scripture. Uh, be, so we came up with the theme, transformed by the word, because mm-hmm. we all felt as we looked at our lives and we looked at people we know, as we looked at people we counsel, as we looked at just casual fellowship, we have the people that many would say, that's an area I want to grow in. Mm-hmm. And so, so then later um, we, so that's why we did Psalm 119 in September. And my anecdotal um, uh, experience would be that people said, wow, that was a transforming experience for me because I took three weeks to a month and regularly read the Bible and answered about three basic questions and tried to apply it and pray about it. Very yeah. simple. But they're saying I did it consistently and it made a difference. So we'd say, well, what if we did the whole Bible in a year, which is a big thing, but it could help people read through the whole Bible if they're inexperienced. Yeah. And, uh, and we are, and, 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 um, for those who are more familiar with the Bible, it, if you do the whole thing in a year, it you read some passages that you're less familiar with. Yeah, you're, you're not yeah. just going to your favorite spots. And right. um, left to myself, I think I would just read the Psalms every day. But, uh, <laughs> you yeah. know. So uh, anyway, so that's what we decided to do. So I'm very excited about this, not because we're going to reach a goal because somebody can say I read through the Bible or anything like that, because mm-hmm. but because I think if we will respond to it, mm-hmm. that it will be significant as uh, you know a, a habit for those who may not regularly read the Bible. So we've, as we've said, we've, we've put out there several plans. Um, I saw I, I saw a list of plans. I mean, there may have been I don't know a dozen, fifteen. It was overwhelming. Different plans I saw on, on Ligonier this week at their website. Yeah. Uh, but 
anyway, so we just kind of put out there three. But if you if you do Bible reading plan, you could find one that you may like better than the three mm-hmm. we're suggesting. Or you could go to Ligonier, L-I-G-O-N-I-E-R.org. And they had a list, the longest list I've ever seen put out this last week mm-hmm. of different kind of chronological Bible reading plans, all kinds of ways you could read it. But the, the goal would be just to find a methodology and probably to find someone that you're uh, going to encourage and be accountable with that you're yeah. going together. And I just had recommended this morning that Read Scripture app if you have no preference. I don't know if you guys have seen that, but it's got yeah. cool cool videos and the, the kind of drawing videos where mm-hmm. they explain the overview and help you understand how that yeah. book fits in with the whole. So yeah. it's a little bit, without spending a lot of extra time, you kind of get a Bible course over the year where you kind of yeah. get, you get a survey of the whole Bible and what's called the biblical theology where yeah. you see how it all fits together and it all points to Christ. Yeah. So anyway, that that's, uh, I'm looking forward to it and, and hoping we'll have some folks, um, you know, jump in on, on the challenge and say, let's go for it. I'm hoping we'll have some young folks, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know, uh, Aaron, if you've you all have talked about that in the square, but it'd be great to have some of the uh, younger people jump in as well. And, uh, I've, I've, I've seen middle schoolers, I don't know, maybe elementary, I don't know. I can't remember, but I know I've seen middle schoolers read through the Bible in a year. And so that's a, that's a great thing yeah. Um, yeah. Is it to, to get exposed to when you're young. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I definitely second the Read Scripture app, especially, uh, you know, to your point of there's going to be a lot of people that aren't as versed in in the scriptures um, who are, you know, through this way of reading through the entire scripture right. are going to come into contact with uh, portions of scripture that, that might be confusing or just might be a little bit tougher to work through. Right. And, and having uh, the Read Scripture uh, resource where they're kind of opening it up and showing how it fits in with the, you know, history of salvation the entire uh, right. story of scripture is going to be really helpful in understanding, you know, how, uh, you know, a book like Ezra fits in with, yeah. with the rest of scripture. So I, hmm. I second that. Um, but you know, overall, um, you know, if the spirit is working on our heart as we're reading scripture, no matter what app it is, I think there's going to be a huge benefit to our church and I'm really excited. And for we it. didn't just pick that one. That That's a good one, but we, we realize some are doing it commuting and listening. So yeah. we don't want to say I mean, listening to the Bible in a year. That's not a second rate experience. That's no. fantastic. Yeah. So if you, if your commute time is your devotional time, then mm-hmm. go for it, do something different. Or maybe there's, maybe you just have a different plan you like. So yeah. that's great. We just thought if you'll do it, it's kind of like exercise or diet or anything starting off the year. If you'll do something that's healthy, Go for it. And I yeah. think if you'll do a reading plan that's healthy, uh, that's fantastic. Yeah. I want to third that. And you know why? Why? Because third is the nerd with, never mind. Um, was that was that a poem that yeah, you wrote it on was. the spot? It was, I wrote it and on the it side. wasn't finished in time? Um, no, so the uh, Uversion app is another one that yeah, has a lot the of. Yeah, mm-hmm. And uh, I did that, I think it was last year, two years ago, went through the Bible in a year. And it was the first time I've ever done the Bible in a year. I don't know yeah. if I should say that on the podcast. No, it's um, it's encouraging. read through the Bible plenty of times, but not in a year. And it was really powerful. It was, mm. uh, and the way it was set up, it's called the own it, uh, Bible plan. So it goes old Testament wisdom literature. And then I think new Testament, um, O W N. Yeah. O W N. Um, so anyway, but, uh, but I would recommend if somebody's going to listen to the old Testament, I would highly recommend audio Bible. Um, yep. and I found because you can listen to bigger chunks, uh, in the same amount of time and, I think when you do that, you feel less lost because yeah. I've had times where I've read through the Old Testament. You know, you read a chapter a day, and but you know, by the time you're like 30 chapters in, you're like, I don't even remember what happened in chapter mm-hmm. one, and I am lost. But when you listen to that in one two-hour chunk, uh, that whole book, you you know what's going on. The context makes more sense. So yeah, I would totally recommend audio Bible. Mm. 
That's good. That's good. And awesome. It's going to be a good year. Yeah, Pr- it is. Prayer as well. Will you talk about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's coming up. We're doing the churchwide day of fasting and prayer. Uh, so Friday, uh, January 4th, this Friday, we're doing a churchwide day of fasting and prayer. And then on Saturday morning, right, we're coming together. We're doing a uh, prayer service, right? Yeah, 8, 8 a.m. We did this in the fall. I want to say August or September. I can't remember. Yeah, we did a day of fasting and then we did a Saturday morning prayer. It was very powerful. Um, numbers of folks uh, turned out for that. Um, and it was, it was really a great time of prayer. So we're doing mm. that again. And uh, Caleb, uh, who oversees that area of ministry, uh, along with a couple other people are very involved there, John, Shen, and FJ, and I'm sure others, Cleve, Powell, and other people I may not be remembering. But um, So he, he was saying that uh, there'll be a list kind of prayer points you'd like to pray. And the, the idea was to pray for those who are, in some sense, marginalized or mm. uh, facing difficulty, the poor. The, the, the poor um, he mentioned uh, the, the oppressed, the immigrant, uh, the unborn. He was giving different yeah. categories this morning that we could be praying for. And uh, I think that's a big part of focus, big focus. It goes well with what uh, this passage that was preached on, you know, that Aaron preached on this morning. It certainly went well with, goes well with that. But yeah. it's beyond that. I think you're much broader than this. But sure. uh, so anyway, that uh, I think uh, Caleb will be sending out an email. So I think or someone is send out an email with those prayer points okay. that'll prepare you on Friday if you want to pray at any point if you're able to do that. So let's kick off the year um, with uh, prayer and, and the word. And I think this will drop on New Year's Day. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and post it a day early. Oh yeah, so I just like to say Happy New Year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Happy, and, New uh, year. yeah happy New Year. Yeah, <laughs> ten, nine, mm-hmm. eight. <laughs> I should have gotten one of those like party kazoo. Yes, things. we should have. I really I dropped the ball, so guys. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's okay. But yeah. anyway, so if you if you're listening to this the day it comes out, uh, then you could start your Bible reading if you haven't already, yeah. and uh, then start uh, come and pray with us on Saturday and pray privately on Friday. Okay, so that's what I wanted to ask. It was going to be a dumb question, but Friday it's just by ourselves, personal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Church wide, but. By yourself. By yourself. Okay, good. You're, you're welcome to pray with a friend if you'd like. It's, okay. not, it's not forbidden. It's not yeah. a forbidden activity, but it, we're not we're not coordinating <laughs> okay. that. Okay, all right, awesome. All right, well, this was a really good time, guys. Thank you for uh, joining us, Aaron. Thanks, uh, Absolutely, Aaron. Yeah, and thank really you really for happening. preaching. Great job, man. I, yes. I respect you, love you, and you. just grateful for your heart for the Word. And uh, you, you've, got a, you've got a heart for God and a heart for His Word and a heart for His people. And that's shown through today. So thanks for yeah. thanks for blessing us, teaching yes. us. Well, thank you, brother. Cool beans. Well, hey guys, we're uh, we're excited for the new year with you guys. Pray that the Lord will bless you as we get things started off with uh, reading through the Bible for the through uh, 2019, is. and uh, hope that you'll join us on Friday with prayer and fasting, and then Saturday morning at eight o'clock on the fifth, uh, we'll be uh, meeting here at the church for uh, prayer. So, hope to see you there, and hope you guys have a great uh, week and a happy new year. So, take care. Bye bye. <laughs>